Welcome, folks, to another episode of Timeless Wealth with Dirk and Dietz. I'm sitting here with Sean and Amy. I'm hoping you guys noticed our new background. Looks pretty cool. We're trying to develop the podcast as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun to look back at the how it's changed the transition over time of it, right? from yeah. like the beige wall to background. Oh, oh I agree. Creative. How we all started. And you, you know how like the saying goes, started from the bottom, right? There you go. <laughs> Uh, we establish a new bottom. We're, uh, we're definitely moving forward. So I like good. that. Hey, speaking of markets, we're establishing new bottoms these days. Yes. Um, today's topic is going to be the third uh, secret to successful investing. Um, I know a lot of you guys have been asking about it. And just to recap, number one, and Sean or Amy here, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the first one was starting early so you can take advantage of the compounding, compounding right? Compounding, yeah. Yep. And the second secret, in case anybody has forgotten, we're here to remind you guys, is staying invested, giving your portfolio and your investments time. time. Am I correct? Okay. Correct. And the third one, finally, is? Drum roll. Successful wealth transfer. There it is, guys. Also known as Six. estate planning, but we like to call it wealth transfer. We'll, we'll talk about some wealth transfer then. I did have one question about successful wealth transfer um, as it pertains to successful investing, because usually when we think about successful investing, it's a single, um, I would say, dynamic, right? Like I invest money or whatnot, give it time. It makes sense if I have to give it time. It makes sense that I have to start mm -hmm. early. But where does wealth transfer play in? At what factor does it play in in successful investing? So that's what I wanted to talk about here today uh, with you guys. So when we think about wealth transfer or successful wealth transfer, immediately people think estate planning, we're talking about wills. Yeah, death, wills, blah, blah, blah. Totally a component <clears throat> of it, but it's not the only thing. Yes, you want to have it documented. Yes, you want to have it thought through. But a big part of wealth transfer and the success where we see clients that do it really, really well is yep. the communication to the next generation about what those funds are meant to do. Right. And that communication piece is the biggest mistake we see all the time. Because a lot of people, one, there's a huge number of Canadians who don't even have a will, so haven't even documented. And mm -hmm. then the ones that do document it, they never talk about it. It's like they get it done, they stick it in you know, a safety deposit box or somewhere, and they never have the conversation with family members about what that says. And what happens, and we've seen the other side, is where somebody does inherit money, it's it can become a very complicated situation where they become paralyzed. Uh-oh, I got this money from mom and dad. What did they want me to spend it on? Can I pay off my mortgage? Should I mm -hmm. pay off my mortgage? Am I supposed to save it? And they become stuck. Some and people will feel bad about not spending it in the way their folks wanted right. them to, Others, basically. Others will take that money and it's as good as gone as soon as it comes into their hands. It's it's very, there There wasn't a lot of plan. It gets spent. And, and again, creating that successful wealth transfer. And this is where we talk about, look at family dynasties, mm -hmm. right? So think about the Mellons, the Waltons, the Ford families, the, you know, how, how do they create that level of wealth? that it goes on from one generation to the next generation and to the next. Right. So it's that it's that transfer from wealth, I guess, from one generation to the next and making sure or ensuring that the, the next generation doesn't have to start from a lower uh, threshold yeah. of uh, of wealth. And that allows for more successful, um, of course, Because think about investing. that compounding, right? It goes to the next generation. Think about all the time in the compounding, going back to the first two secrets, that's yeah, actually, successful you're part. compounding on the time and you're compounding you on the it. compounding of previous generations. Yeah. Of, of, 
Yeah, I mean, right. when you think about it, 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 if you've done everything properly, they, you know, like you know, understanding the, the value of time in an investment process and understanding the value of compounding, you're going to have intergenerational wealth. And, mm -hmm. and you know, that wasn't lost on, for instance, Sam Walton when he talked yeah. about it made in mm -hmm. America. The biggest stressor in his life is his days were waning. He was at the time he wrote the book Dying of Cancer. Yeah. Um, was how is he going to convey work ethic and the value of money mm -hmm. to subsequent generations of his family, knowing that they're never going to have to likely worry about money for the rest of their lives, generation over generation over generation. Mm -hmm. If you look at the top, I think, 10 wealthiest Americans, in the, uh, 10 to, actually top 10 wealthiest people in the world, I think three of them are, are, are Sam Walton's children. Right. But he was very worried that, that, that the values around his... Gener creating the wealth was not going to be communicated. Uh, evidently, it has been, and I think the Waltons are actually very successful in their own rights in terms of managing their wealth. But the other side of it is that um, fortunes basically tend to dissipate after two or three generations of passing down. After two or three generations. Yeah, that the, that the, you know, the evidence is over overwhelmingly suggesting that basically you, if you have intergenerational wealth, it'll dissipate to zero mm -hmm. two to three generations down the road. So it is important to really convey the values of how you created this wealth the discipline that went into accumulating it and keeping it and, and basically enabling your, the people that are going to eventually inherit your money, be it your children or other people mm -hmm. that they, that they're not afraid of the inheritance that's coming mm -hmm. their way. It's more of an enabler and, and, uh, and something that's a positive change in their life. And if you think those, those families, they're very good at communicating their goals and what their, what values are important to them, what charities are important to them. That's yeah. why they're often setting up foundations and things like that. But they do that in a family meeting. And so we're trying to encourage clients to do that. Mm -hmm. Sit down with a family. And again, every time you think about wealth transfer, you're thinking about death. Yeah. And that's kind of that topic you want to avoid. But it doesn't have to be about that doesn't have to be about that at all. It's mm -hmm. like, what is it, what were the values and how you earned your money? How did you do it? Passing on that education to the next generation mm -hmm. so that they don't become stuck or it doesn't disappear fast and that they have a new plan going forward and, and everybody can feel good about it. It's a real positive thing that family members can communicate to each other. Well, it's definitely... Like the way I see it is it's definitely some kind of an awkward conversation. It could be an awkward conversation. It's almost like, you know, if I just meet um, somebody I'm intimately related with or sorry, uh, intimately um, and uh, I want to intimately be involved with her. And then um, and then things get a little bit serious. And then she, I bring up the topic of like a prenup, for example. It could be a little bit awkward, you know. You I'm gonna be asked. Second date, <laughs> so to be honest, Ooh, to be honest, one time on my fourth date with a girl, I actually did ask her what do you think about a prenup, and there was there was no fifth date. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Yep. Well done. I, I did want to like say like it could be an awkward conversation. It's like, it, I mean, if my father, for example, was at what you know wanted to talk to me about wealth transfer, estate planning, I'd be like, why, dad, is everything okay? Like, are you going to die soon? Yep. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Like, you know, is it being brought up? Is everything yeah. okay? And then I'm going to want to like go behind his back, talk to his doctors. I see that it could be an awkward conversation. It's not the easiest of conversation. But it's also like, you know, you know, jumping into a pool, right? I mean, I remember right. when I used to, you know, race when and swimming years and years, like when I yeah. was really young, I didn't like it because when you jump in the pool, you're like this flash of cold and then you'd warm up and get used to the pool water. Yeah. It's kind of similar in this case. I mean, it, it's, it's, it, you're right. The entree to a conversation like that can be a little daunting, but, mm -hmm. but equally, yep. I mean, I mean, I personally love hearing stories about, you know, like my grandparents when they were young, growing up, mm -hmm. uh, you know, at the tail end of the depression, uh, into war, you know, through World War II yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, and you get a sense and a real feel for 
why they think the way they think. And, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously, you know, I grew up in the seventies and eighties. Um, you know, I played a baseball game yesterday and yep. I was thinking, man, why the last time I was actually any good at baseball, Reagan was present. And so, <laughs> you know, you're kind of sitting there. That was going, a while ago, guys. Yeah. Like, holy geez. Like, I, I don't, like, that's a long time ago. So, you know, so I have my own views of, around money and, mm-hmm. and how it's shaped and so yeah. forth. And it's yeah. going to be very different. I mean, I remember my daughter um, went out and bought, you know, a pair of shoes designed by Kanye. Is he, what is yeah, he the Yeezys. Yeezys. Yep. Yeezys is yep. what they are. Yeezys. Yeah. Okay. Yeezys, like, please. what is that? You know, like, how much was she spent on that? And I'm like, a lot. There's a lot of conversation <laughs> around that. Okay. And some of it was awkward, but I, I meant it to be awkward. So there, you know, it, you just have to do it and find your yeah. own pace, and, and we can help our clients with that in terms of how to start it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, well, and sometimes it's you don't have to do it on your own, and oftentimes we'll come into the family meetings. I was to just ha- going to ask, help, where do you guys come into well, this to help discussion? Open that up, and we can, you know, some clients don't want to get into specific dollar amounts, which you yeah. don't have to. You can still talk broad strokes or, or you know big goals and planning. You don't have to get into the specific account, yeah. you know. And or investment types if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, so it can be totally catered to, to the individual. But I think it's a really important thing is to communicate <coughs> it because that's where it falls apart. We we remember we had one client, he was so diligent. He had the, he was very thorough in his financial plan, in his estate plan. It was well documented, well thought out, and it was a blended family, very, very well thought out, passed away. It all fell apart because Mm -hmm. nobody knew his intention behind the way he had structured it. Mm -hmm. And the family members started arguing and fighting and the whole thing fell apart. Even with all that planning, even with With all that organization. There was so much inner fighting and and turmoil and it ended up going through the courts again to get changed and modified. And it was just... That's terrible. He would have been horrified at how how it ended and he was so diligent about it. But the missing piece was the communication. So I think, so I have one question, but before I address the question, I want to ask, so one successful or one factor of successful investing is having a proper wealth transfer plan, Mm -hmm. how you're going to transfer that wealth from yourself um, as the owner of the Mm -hmm. the funds, for example, to whatever beneficiaries, whoever beneficiaries you choose, whether Mm -hmm. it's your, you know, whether your siblings or your children or Mm -hmm. whatnot. Okay. So I I did have a question. You guys mentioned previously about, um, I think even with that uh, uh, with that case that you're saying, passing on the values and why you've made certain choices. Why you made certain decisions. Okay, so my question is this. Where do you... How does that relate to the fact that times do change? Like the mm-hmm. values, for example, that somebody w- was able to amass a certain amount of wealth or accumulate a certain amount of wealth uh, post-World War One, right? Those values may not be as relevant in the 70s or the 80s or even post-Cold War, right? The, the world is a little bit different. Um, the values of people are a little bit different. And in all honesty, I'm pretty sure we can all tell, I think you guys both have children. Mm-hmm. You can tell that even the values that you grew up with, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to get passed down to your children. Your children are probably going to value certain things that you may not have valued, or they may disvalue certain things that you guys may have valued. So I do understand the importance of of passing down the justification or, or the um, the rationale behind why you've chosen your will to be in a specific way or why you want to transfer mm-hmm. wealth in a specific way. But how do you also balance making sure that the, the next generation is also happy that they're not being forced, I, I would say, to adopt values that you've adopted? Well, ultimately, like, where that it will in? be their decision at the end. Right? Run, once you're gone and the money's in their hands, they're going to spend it the way they want, right? right? But ultimately, I think having that communication helps a lot of people become unstuck Right. And it also 
you know, hopefully some of that sinks in and does kind of pick up like, oh, yeah, look at what I did. And how do I maybe I should be thinking about my next transfer and how do I protect my children? How do I pass that on? And again, wealth transfer, we're talking about end of life. But today you're seeing clients who are doing down payments for kids houses like there's more transfer going on before i wish I was instead of getting the whole lump sum at the end yeah. there's some money being transferred earlier now so also again, it doesn't have to be at the very end it, it could be over be a period end. of time it, it, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, so, yeah yeah you don't have this conversation where you say okay i'm going to check out in five days i better have it now it's, <laughs> it's a process yeah. yeah and it's um it's it's formative it's it's something mm-hmm. where you just you know you don't have to have a huge heavy seven-hour conversation one day it's it's more starting the process of just little bits and pieces here and there and i think to to kind of address like well you know thematically things might be different 20 years from now versus today but Mm -hmm. values are still values Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in all likelihood a value that applied and was relevant in in 1950 is probably going to be relevant in 1970 probably relevant today in 20 years or 30 years from now so Mm -hmm. it's more about it and again it's not a execution conversation it's when this happens don't be afraid these are the type of things that you know you might want to be aware of and so on and so yeah. forth mm-hmm. i like the idea of maybe wealth transfer over time because if i if i had a certain amount of wealth and my one of my wishes was to probably help my child put a down payment for a house it makes sense that it'd help him now not 10 15 years later down the road when property's probably like double what it is now right makes makes sense why would i wait to give him the for example quarter million dollar down payment Mm -hmm. you know and that would probably pay off i don't know a quarter of his house uh instead of waiting i don't know 10 15 years and that Mm -hmm. house is 1.5 or 2 million dollars and still giving him only quarter million dollars like it it does make sense are doing that you just need to think of all the planning that goes into that piece the planning for the individual giving the gift do you have enough to maintain your own lifestyle what does that look like the planning of the gift. Now, are you concerned if if your child gets married and gets divorced? What happens to that gift? There might be some documents you want to put in place to, to protect that gift so that it stays with the child should they get divorced. Yeah. All of that. So it's just having, again, that dialogue and understanding of what it's meant to do and, and putting it into place. I think... I think having these conversations is almost like it, you may not want to do it, mm-hmm. right? But you should do it. It's almost like um, like the thing that you guys have spoken about over multiple episodes where the best time to buy sometimes is when it feels yeah. wrong mm-hmm. to buy. Mm-hmm. That's the best time to yeah. buy, right? Yeah. I think yeah. I think you mentioned that mm-hmm. um, it's probably the, one of the worst things to say, but that the best time to buy is when bullets are flying. I think there's a saying, there's a saying. Well, that wasn't my saying. That was Sir John no, I know. Templeton, but yeah. <laughs> no, I know. But I know. I know you quoted it, but yeah. uh, it actually resonated with me. I even remember I said exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, anything else you guys want to you guys want to add to wealth transfer? No, I, I think no? it's just the communication piece is key. So yes, having a will is is one part of it. Yep. But making sure they understand what's in that document so they're not surprised so that after the fact there can be harmony and it's people the, it's can It's the move rationale. Yeah, 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 it's the rationale, yeah. the way of thought, the methodology of why you chose what you chose. And at the end of the day, whoever's passing over the money, it's his or her money, right? Yep. Like they, they get to, they do at least have, obviously we all know they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to be passed on. 
like they get to at least have some kind of say how that money gets uh, distributed and how it gets used. Um, yeah, got it. All right. Well, folks, well, there you guys have it. Uh, just to recap, the first secret was uh, starting early. Uh, the second one uh, to take care of time. The second one was being invested, giving time in the markets. And the third one, as you guys have all been asking, was successful wealth transfer. You got and it. And that will ensure that over time, not only you, but even your uh, the generations to come have a have a good shot at some successful investing. And now it's time to go. And now it's time to go. <laughs>